Welcome to the Marketing That Leads podcast. I'm your host, Anita, a travel obsessed writer who loves all things online business. I'm in a mission to help coaches, course creators, and service providers create and grow businesses that lead to more income, impact, and freedom. I believe using evergreen and automated strategies such as blog, SEO, and Pinterest marketing is how you can become visible 24-7 with ease. In fact, I bring seven-figure traffic to my website on autopilot and I'll show you how you can do the same. I'll teach you how to master marketing that leads to more free time, more traffic, more visibility, and ultimately more sales. Alrighty, let's get into it. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing what it's like to run two businesses at the same time. I'm a full-time travel blogger, but I also have a coaching business. And so I wanted this episode to be more of a sort of chatty one where I'm just kind of introducing you to my two businesses. And then I want to give my biggest four lessons from running two businesses at the same time. Let me tell you, first of all, it is not easy, okay? It is a a balance. And if you don't know what businesses I have in the first place, or maybe you know that I have a coaching business, but you don't know that I actually have a full-time travel blog or vice versa, then let's get into it. Let me delve into each of my businesses, give a little overview, and then I'll go through my four biggest lessons. Okay, so the first business that I have and I have had this business since I was 19 years old. Um, Not that I was making a lot of money from it when I was 19 years old. It probably took me maybe like five years down the road before I actually made really good money from this business. I wasn't really utilizing a lot of the really good strategies like SEO from the beginning. So I learned how to do that way down the road. So I could have got much better results and probably earned a lot more money than I did. But anyway, that's another episode. So I have a full-time travel blogging business. And I think the biggest thing with my travel blogging business is it came from my lifestyle. So I left New Zealand when I was 19 years old. I booked a one-way ticket to London. I'm originally from New Zealand. And when I moved to London, I had a lifestyle blog at that time. It was a DIY. It was that kind of blog, more of a diary entry, to be honest. And then I turned it into a travel blog and I wanted to give people tips and travel guides from what I was experiencing from, you know, living in the UK and traveling all around Europe in my spare time. And I definitely couldn't do DIY on the road, right? So that's when I changed my blog from a lifestyle to a travel blog. And I started to mostly talk about uh, the UK, but also a lot of it was centered around budget travel because at that time I didn't have a lot of money. I moved to the UK. I spent three months trying to get a job over there and I ended up being an au pair. I really loved that job because I'm from a really big family. My sisters and brothers, most of them all have children. And so I've always been really good around kids and always kind of looked after my nieces and nephews. And that job, it was great. It gave me a lot of flexibility. It wasn't a lot of money though. And so I would work on my travel blog in my spare time, right? And I would work to build this business from the ground. 
And it definitely took some time. As I said, I wasn't delving into SEO and all of that. Took me a few good years to realize that I should be utilizing SEO and Pinterest and all of that, all of that good stuff now that I absolutely preach every single day about. I guess the tipping point for this business was actually when I applied to go on this trip to India. There was this competition where you would apply and there was 30 people who were going to be picked from all around the world to represent their country and whoever won, they would be taken on this trip to India, to Kerala, which is in the south of India. And I won. I was representing New Zealand for that trip and I was like over the moon. And from that trip, I got a lot of local press. I was in the newspaper because, you know, this like small town New Zealand girl was representing New Zealand and it was just such a big deal for me. And I think that trip really changed everything for me. I met a lot of other bloggers out there. You know, a lot of them were way more established than I was, or that's what I felt like anyway. But I learned so much from everyone on that trip and I just had so much fun and I made great connections. I got a lot of press, which was awesome. And that trip just kind of changed everything for me because I I guess I switched from thinking of my travel blog as more of a hobby to like, this is my business. And from there on, I really dove hard into learning about SEO and testing strategies and things like that. And I feel like that's where my travel blogging business really took off. For quite a number of years, I was traveling around the world. I would go back and forth from the UK to New Zealand. And on the way, I would always plan these trips in between. Because if you've ever been from the UK to New Zealand, literally the opposite side of the world, and it takes about two days to get there. And so what I would do is I would always have a stopover in between. So I would stop over in like Southeast Asia or maybe India or Sri Lanka on the way home and then maybe spend a month back home and then I would get on the plane again and make my way to Europe again and I would do all these trips in between and write about it and then I was feeling super burned out from just traveling full-time and trying to also run a business trying to build a business really. Now I have been living in Albania for the last five years I travel when I can, but it's not full-time travel anymore. It's just short trips, which I I much prefer these days rather than full-time travel. I just cannot do that anymore as I'm getting older. I mean, I'm 30 next month. (laughs) Um, I'm not that old, I know, but it's just, it's very tiring when you are full-time traveling. But one of the things that I'm really passionate writing about is destinations that have a lot of misconceptions. I like to actually visit the destination for myself and give a fair honest review of what it's actually like because one of the things that frustrates me a lot is when I'm on social media or even just the news sometimes you come across articles about certain countries or destinations that are really negative and people have a lot of negative things to say And usually those people have never actually visited the country and that frustrated me a lot. So within my travels and within my writing, I really tried to focus on visiting destinations that had a bad rap 
and I would write the honest truth of, you know, the destination and the beauty and the people, right? And I remember this one trip that I was doing, I really wanted to visit the Balkans. I didn't know much about the Balkans. I heard whispers, bits and pieces, that type of thing. I knew some travel bloggers who had gone there and they said it was really beautiful. And I had this trip planned. So I started in, I I think I flew from the UK to Bosnia. And then I was going to work my way through Bosnia, Croatia, Montenegro, um, Serbia, Kosovo, Albania, like all of the Balkan countries. That was my plan anyway. I think I just ended up going to Bosnia, Croatia, Montenegro, and Albania. And I loved this trip. This trip was so much fun for me. I learned so much about this part of the world that I really had no idea about. And I I heard so many negative things about this part of the world. And I remember I was in a hostel in Montenegro and there was this lady and she said, oh, where are you going next? And I said, I'm going to Albania tomorrow. I'm going to catch the bus. And she was like, oh, what are you going to Albania for? And I was like, well, you know, I'm like a travel blogger and um, I want to see what Albania is like and write about it and take pictures and all of that. And she was like, oh, it's very, very dangerous. I, I just been there, didn't like it, not my vibe. Um, just, just be careful, you know? And I was like, oh God, like <laughs> freaking out a little bit. I try and not let other people's um, opinions or kind of feedback deter me from doing things. I like to actually see it for myself, but that comment kind of just stuck with me and I was really nervous about visiting Albania. But when I came to Albania, I was so surprised and just, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like, where's they like home? Although I've never visited Albania before and it's totally opposite of anything that I had kind of experienced before in Europe. It was uh, just an interesting destination. And I started from the north Um, of Albania and I went down right to the south to a city called Saranda and I stayed in a hostel. I was supposed to stay I think a few days but I ended up staying maybe five days or a week and I just had the best time. I met so many great people and I was like you know what I think I can see myself coming back here. I can definitely see myself coming back in the summer or I don't know there's just something about it that pulls me back here. And so, you know, I left Albania, I was continuing on. I think I went to Southeast Asia for a bit. I went back to New Zealand, see my friends and family. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm actually going to spend the summer in Albania. And I spent three months in the south of Albania. I rented an apartment and oh my gosh, it was just so amazing. And it was just great to kind of have my own apartment and have a place where I can sort of settle down and you know, not settle, settle down, but, you know, I just had a great time and kind of was able to work on my blog and my business even more. And I started to write a lot about Albania and I found that there wasn't a lot of information on this country. And if there was, it wasn't totally true or up to date because things change so much in Albania. It's crazy. It's such a a developing um, country and things change every single year. So I'm constantly updating my my travel guides for Albania. But that is where a time where I could really focus on my travel blogging business as well. And it really blew up from there. I noticed that 
when I actually had the space and I could sit down rather than work on the road, full-time travel and work on my business, um, that was really hard. And just for me, it wasn't working 100%. I was finding that I was burning out a lot. So that's when I decided, I think I'm going to make Albania my home base. And I went off and traveled again for a bit, but then I actually came back to Albania and applied for a visa. And yeah, I've been here for five years now. So that's a little bit about my travel business and how I got started and what kind of led me to living in Albania for the past five years. So let's talk about my coaching business and then I'll get into the four lessons. So with my coaching business, I officially started it in 2019, but actually way before then I had created a couple of like mini courses and guides and things like that. So I always wanted to dip my toe into the education space and teach people what I had learned when it came to SEO and blog content and Pinterest. But I guess I never really found the time to actually work on this business and make it a full-time thing. It was something that I was just kind of like dipping my toes in. And then in 2019, I decided that, you know what, I really want to create a course around blogging. And I, I know that deep down I had always wanted to do this, right? But I just, you know, hadn't found the time. And now I had the time to actually start this business. And I really wanted to get this going. So I spent about a month or a couple of months deep learning about courses and how to start my own course and how to actually put the content that I wanted to create into a course form and how to make it awesome. At the start of 2020, I actually created a travel blogging course. It was called Revitalize Your Travel Blog. It's not available now. But what is really funny about that is that was the start of 2020, right? So I was teaching travel bloggers about how to grow their travel blog. And then the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that is definitely a niche in the pandemic that struggled a lot because everyone was stuck at home. And no one was able to travel. And this kind of continued on, right? No one could travel for like a good year or so. And so that was really interesting, you know, being in the travel blogging space and teaching travel bloggers about how to grow their blog. But meanwhile, our niche is really struggling. However, it was a really good time for them to learn about SEO and learn about blog content so that when travel did come back, they knew exactly how to captivate the audience and how to actually rank on Google. So I really loved that course. I think it was such a great course. And then I decided that it wasn't really aligned with me anymore. And I really wanted to create a course for all bloggers. I wanted to open up the kind of space a little bit and allow um, other bloggers from other niches to come join. And that's when I decided to create a blog course called Blog Machine. Um, and then over the course of teaching that, I was like, you know, who could really benefit from this course? Business owners who are not interested in being a full-time blogger, but they want to use a blog, blog content, SEO, to actually get their services and products in front of more people. And so that's when Blog Machine turned into Blog Traffic Machine. And during this time of me creating this course and learning about being a coach, I did one-on-one -on -one coaching. I sold some mini courses and things like that. 
it was really just experimenting about what I wanted to do and what kind of format I liked. And I definitely love the course format. And that's how I got started with the coaching side of things. I was doing one-on-one coaching. I found that that wasn't really aligned to me too much because I, I wanted something a little bit more passive and I wanted to be able to, you know, plan trips last minute or um, go on a day trip with my boyfriend, right? And I felt like with one-on-one coaching, I was having all these calls and it was kind of sticking me down a little bit and I didn't want that with my business. And so that's when I decided I'm going to go full in with my course. And then I created a Pinterest course and it kind of grew from there. Now, I would say with my coaching business, I think the biggest thing that I have really just tried to lean into as much as possible is just, you know, having fun with it. And especially when you're starting out, you may not know exactly what you want to do or what you want to teach. And I feel like after a couple of years, that's when I knew exactly how I wanted to teach the content um, and who I wanted to actually go through my courses. What kind of businesses could I help the most? It's been incredible. I have been doing coaching and courses for the last four years now, and it's been such an incredible business, and I'm so, so grateful for it. Okay, so now I want to get into the four lessons that I've had (laughs) from running two full-time businesses. And I think this will be really helpful because I have seen a lot of people who have a business and they want to start another one, and they're always curious as to what it's going to be like to run two full-time businesses. So I'm just going to share my four lessons that I have learned over the course of the last five years-ish. Okay, so the first lesson is it's not going to be balanced all the time. A question that I hear a lot is, how do you balance two full-time businesses? And the truth is, is that you don't. Like, I don't think there has been a time where I'm perfectly balanced. There's always going to be, well, for me anyway, I'm just talking from my personal experience, but for me, there's always a business that maybe it's like one week I'm focusing more on my coaching business, or maybe the next week I'm like full in with my travel blogging business and the coaching is just like running on autopilot. So to be honest, this is something that I have tried to work on. I've tried to create the perfect balance but to be honest I really don't think that there is one. (laughs) There's just going to be times where one business needs you more than the other and I think if you actually create good systems and processes that allows one business to run on autopilot while you focus your attention on the other one then I think that is key. The second lesson is without a project management system it's impossible to be organized. (laughs) So, oh my gosh. So with my travel blogging business, I wasn't too, too organized for the most part of it, but I did start to use a system called Asana. Highly recommended if you haven't signed up to Asana. There is also some other systems out there like ClickUp and Trello and things like that, but I really liked Asana and how it was all kind of laid out. And I started to use that with my travel blog and I found that really helped me organize things and actually helped me be more on the ball, I guess. And so when I started my coaching business, I tried to use Asana to help me keep organized. And honestly, it did make a big difference. I actually don't know where I would be today if I wasn't using Asana and I was just using pen and paper. 
Although I love my notebook, I do sometimes write checklists and things like that. But I use Asana for everything to help me keep all night organized, but also my team. Okay, and the third lesson is actually automate as much as possible. So like I was just saying, there might be one business that needs more of your attention than the other for like a certain week of the year. And that's when I've tried to lean into automation. So what I mean by that is the first automation is traffic. So I use Pinterest and SEO for automated traffic, traffic that doesn't need me to show up, um, which I love. I love social media, but I definitely think that Pinterest and SEO is a great long-term strategy that allows me to bring traffic to my website 24-7. Even if I'm not working on my travel blogging business, um, I'm still bringing in traffic. The next kind of automation that I try to do is repurposing content as much as possible. So really trying to start with one piece. So that could be a blog post. And then maybe it's creating a podcast episode out of that, or maybe it's taking that blog post and creating an email from it. And then the third fully kind of automation is Zapier. So Zapier allows you to connect two platforms and it is a really great tool that I have leaned on a lot. There are a lot of different things that I automate. Maybe this could be another episode. But some things that I use Zapier just to give you a couple of different examples is when someone joins one of my courses or purchases a product of mine, their name and their email is sent to a spreadsheet where I can actually put in more information like I can jot down what freebies they've downloaded and how much was the sale and did they purchase upsells and things like that. Another automation that I use with Zapier is, for example, when someone joins my Facebook group, um, my Traveling Albania Facebook group, it's the only Facebook group that I have, and it's for travelers coming to Albania to ask questions and things like that. One of the questions that I ask if they want to join the group is actually, what's your name and email? So I actually send them a free guide on the city where I live. And with this, what I do is I get my VA to jot down the name, the email, and then she puts that in a spreadsheet. And then from there, the spreadsheet actually connects with Kajabi and it adds their email into Kajabi for me. So it adds them as a contact. And then from there, they get sent the guide and an email sequence. So those are just a couple of different ways that I use Zapier. And I could definitely do a episode going deeper into the automations that I personally use if that interests you. So let me know on my Instagram if I should do that or not. Okay, and then the last lesson that I have here is you simply cannot do everything at once. (laughs) I know, it may seem simple. I just cannot do everything at once. And so my biggest advice here would be to try and start simple and then build upon that. And I guess one of the biggest lessons from that also, just from my coaching business, is over the last year and a bit, I've been doing bootcamp launches, and they have been incredible. And I remember when I did my first bootcamp launch, I really wanted to make sure that I included everything within this launch. But my coach Jess was like, you know, just just keep it simple, and we can build upon that. So that's what I did. 
And each bootcamp, I added in another element or an extra thing that I wanted to try out. And I just simply like tweaked and maybe added on one more thing, right? And now my bootcamp launches have evolved into this incredible event that I now host four times a year. They started out so, so simple, but I just slowly tweaked and built upon that. And that's just one of the biggest lessons that I've, you know, learned within business is keep it simple, but then you can build upon that. Once you get a good kind of system and process in place, then you can build. So those are my biggest lessons from running two full-time businesses. If you have any follow-up questions, then you can come and connect with me on my Instagram at Anita Hendrika. I'll leave the link in the description. But I hope this was an interesting insight into what it's like to run, you know, businesses or two businesses at once and just a little like overview of both the businesses that I have. You may only know that I'm a coach, right? You might not know that I have this big travel blogging business um, as well. And I think it's just interesting to pull back the curtains a little bit and talk more about that. So anyway, I will speak to you all in the next episode. Have a beautiful week. Bye. Bye.